Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Atlanta Business Radio's WIT Special Edition. I'm one of your hosts, Katie Galley, and of course, I am joined by none other than the Executive Director of WIT, Miss Sandy Welfare. How are you doing, Sandy? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing good. So what's going on with WIT lately? What isn't going on? We just finished <laughs> up our school year, so we had a oh, wonderful yeah. time, uh, not only for girls, but for campus. And so we ended up doing the closing event at the new Mercedes-Benz office. And they did a really good job around uh, understanding what's going to be required to come work for Mercedes-Benz. And they had all of their uh, recruiters and HR. It was really, really fantastic. And of course, I stayed stayed next to the gold, silver uh, concept car that they're going to put on the road. Yes. Looks like it'll cost like a million dollars. I'm getting myself ready. Of course, of course. Yes, start saving. That's awesome. So you guys do a lot of events towards the end of the year, specifically for what campus towards graduation or... um, Right. And so that was um, the the formal closing event. But the last event that we had was with uh, EY. And they did it for graduating seniors only. And that's really good because it was all around, if you're looking for a job, we want you to come work here. And so it's quite interesting because they're really going heavy into the technology space. And so I think it's great. Yeah, that's great. More options. Absolutely. And do you generally get a a pretty good turnout with those seniors, those about to graduate seniors? We, they had 20 slots and we had 20 people there. Yes, that's awesome. Wow, great job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, who did you bring with you today? So I brought with me Francesca. She's like my new best friend. (laughs) And so we're now um, like friends uh, on Facebook (laughs) Like actual friends, yes. And uh, actually GE Digital has come in as the presenting sponsor for WIT Connect 2018. And so they're coming in um, as a new partner for us. And so it's exciting to have new uh, women to, you know, showcase and be a part of that conversation. And for this Wit Connect, we are 30 days out and we're sold out. Yes, that's not awesome. Not one ticket, not one table, nothing. We <laughs> that's have nothing great. to sell you. So, yeah. That <laughs> is a good, yes, good problem to have. That's really great. Great problem to have. Congrats to Wit. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And welcome, Francesca. How Thank are you, you doing? Well, I'm wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. So um, can you talk a little bit about what you do with GE Digital? Sure. So... Um, I'm an IT leader at, at GE Digital here in the Buckhead office. I actually am responsible for implementing strategies around data protection and storage infrastructure across the GE companies. So um, enterprise management. Very okay. excited about the opportunity. Actually pretty new to GE, been there since about August. Okay. So specifically to GE or in the Buckhead area? Um, GE okay. Digital. Okay. Yes. So um, what does that entail, the, what you do with the data protection and everything in that role? Sure. So um, pretty much making sure if, if there's any form of data loss that GE can continue to do business. So protecting GE's data as well as the store, managing the storage infrastructure. It's pretty much what businesses use to run, run their business. All, all data is, a, is stored in, in, on a particular storage device. And that's what my team manages. Okay. And so how did you get involved with this in this area in particular? Sure. Started years ago. Very strong mother said, um, I think at the time I wanted to be an architect was still wasn't a bad solution, um, a bad option for a career. But she said, you know, you're going into IT. IT is where things are going. Mm. Um, She encouraged me um, at the time. IT, just similar to probably what a lot of young girls think today, didn't seem very interesting, wasn't exciting. Um, She encouraged me to learn about technology, pushed me to go in that direction. And ever since I've been in IT and 
and really been forging forward. So I, I love the career and I'm really happy. I, I, I was given that direction early, which is yeah why I love what WIT is doing as an organization. Absolutely. And at that time when your mother was encouraging you, did you do you remember what you thought IT was or maybe just had a, a notion of what it was? <laughs> I mean, this was years ago. I'm not going to tell my age here, but this was years ago. <laughs> Um, and, and IT was still just a basic computer you had at home. I had no idea of what it was, you know, what services IT provided to larger businesses and corporations. Yeah. Um, so there was learning there and really, you know, growth that I had to do, but it it was really just, you know, I had the perception, many people probably did that it's, you know, white male, you know, Mm -hmm. working industry. And and why would my mother of all people want me to go in that career? But she saw something in me. She saw something in the industry that I I didn't have, you know, insight on. So bravo to her. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And now, like you're saying, with the perspective that you have with organizations like WIT and then um, just having that encouragement from your own mother, would you have benefited from having something like WIT in your life um, at that time to help educate you at that early stage to help propel you forward? Oh, God, yes. I think my mom would have would have linked me with Sandy if this if I was younger. My mom would have sent me to Sandy and never looked back. Yeah. I mean, what WIT is doing as an organization, um, starting with young girls. And co- going into schools, bringing them into, you know, companies and organizations like G Digital, we're so excited to be able to partner and create those opportunities and, and, and showcase, you know, people such as myself coming up in IT. I didn't see a lot of diversity, definitely a, a lot better than where things were um, early on in my career. But just being able to be present and be yeah. visible um, and, and, and showcase what we're doing at G digital, the opportunities, you know, which I think a lot of, you know, women, young girls are missing out on tech is, is huge. You know, anything, science, engineering, there's so much, so many jobs going unfilled right now because the industry is, is a lot speaking in general, people are, the numbers are not, um, what they should be around recruiting, but we're, you know, when you get into accounting for the number of women, or even minorities, it's, it's just even smaller. So and it's actually decreasing in tech is, is what they're saying. So while the numbers of, of girls and women going into study IT, those numbers are not increasing as we would expect expect them to. So okay. the gap is, is, is really real. So yeah. people mention that it, it's very true. And you said with um, respect to recruiting too, there's kind of a, a lagging in there. So does G Digital focus a lot on that? And then with um, respect to actually recruiting more women in STEAM and trying to get them interested in working? Definitely. I, I don't think any organization just similar, you know, exactly what GE's focused on. We have our own goals um, around tech and engineering. GE is a big industrial company as well. So obviously engineering, getting women into engineering roles is really important. Yeah. We're fighting the same, you know, battles that, that other companies are challenged by. It doesn't, you know, I, I was with Coca-Cola previously, you know, same thing there. Yeah. Macy's before that. All large companies are, are seeing the same thing. We have a pipeline issue. But it starts with organizations like WIT. It starts with what Sandy's doing with her organization, starting with Girls Young, getting them into organizations so they can see, you know, change the perception as well as encourage them and and get them to see, you know, tech is fun. Engineering is fun. Science is interesting. Um, I don't know, Sandy, if you have the statistic, but I know I've seen it where where girls start losing interest in science. What is it around middle Middle school? school. Yeah, middle school. So they're all excited. It's, it's, It's very you know, uh, something fun to, for them to be engaged in. But by middle school, for some reason, it just drops off. Wow. I, can't, I can't explain that, but 
widow organizations should be able to help with that. The interesting thing, because of course, we're always trying to tie into the statistics say this, but what's really happening. Right. But Georgia State basically has tracked boys versus girls. Girls do better in math and science leading up to high school, but then their interest shifts. And I do think that it's probably the social side of what goes on between transitioning to middle school as you get into high school it's very much a social uh, decision. Mm -hmm. And so I think that girls who are very good, particularly on engineering, science, and math, they tend to uh, not stay because the environment is limited in terms of their engagement with other uh, females. So I think that there's something to be said about the girls being smarter, but then it's not coming out (laughs) on the other side. Right, right. So then, Francesca, how does that, I guess, speak to you with getting involved, um, working with GE Digital and then getting now involved with WIT more intimately? I mean, knowing that and how um, just being able to impress upon these young women to stay interested, like your own journey was, you know, having people at a young age invest in you and having your mother just mentor you and believe in you and say that you should be involved in this kind of um, industry. You should get a job in IT. So just knowing that, um, I guess, what does that mean to you to be involved with an organization like WIT? I mean, when I came to GE Digital, you know, I, I asked some tough questions. What organizations are we partnering with? You know, when is WIT, when is our next WIT meeting? Um, and and unfortunately, I think other parts of GE maybe had, had been working with WIT, um, but digital new to Atlanta, you know, so we have to, you know, um, understand that as well. But um, it was one of the first organizations I reached out to. Um, I said, you know, hey, we don't have a presence here. I want you guys to come in and speak, you know, wow. talk about how awesome you are, opportunities, um, get the even the w- young women that work here at the building, you know, excited about par- um, partnering, volunteering, um, doing what they can, because I'm sure that excitement would be there if we just kind of created the opportunity or, or open that door. Um, Sandy will tell you, I didn't know where it was going to go. Um, but what, what's happened in a very short period of time, I'm super excited about. So you were on kind of the, the front end of that. So you forged that relationship with WIT, um, through GE Digital? Yes, definitely. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, that you were able to have such an impact in such a short amount of time, having only been here since August, right? Yeah. That's incredible. I I was pretty aggressive. Yeah. (laughs) And that's great. And so now, um, GE Digital is going to be the, uh, presenting sponsor at WIT Connect. So, what was that journey like? And now I'm looking forward to you guys 30 days out from what connect. Um, what does that look like leading up to it? And then at the event? I, I, I know what being the, the sponsor, I know what opportunities that creates, right? So like I said, you know, hiring, mm-hmm. you know, let's be candid. You know, we need to be hiring, especially, you know, more women creating more opportunities um, and making sure we have a diverse work, workforce that represents, you know, who are our business partners. Um, who we sell to, you know, what their customer base is. That's what most companies are driving towards. You know, you want parity. Um, and to do so, we have to be partnering with greater organizations, you know, such as WIT. So I think being a being a um, um, presenting sponsor um, gives us that opportunity to show how serious we are, how, how much, how driven we are to really, you know, be committed to diversity in tech, you know, mm-hmm. which is specifically the industry we work in. But then, you know, the sciences, the engineering, um, across the board, really, really showcase our, 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 you know, intentions as well as really partner volunteer, um, and, and get excited about WIT. So yeah. we had a meeting, um, with the GE digital team a few days ago. And the one thing that we talked about is getting young girls into that space mm-hmm. so that they can even think about what 
jobs or what career path they might actually take. And so just hearing Francesca's story just makes me think about Mm -hmm. all of what goes into the new world of technology. So if you think about how much data storage, I remember my first computer now, I'm really, really dating myself. (laughs) And I had one of these uh, floppy drives. Oh, yeah. It barely held, you know, like a Word document. I found one the other day. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But if you think about, you know, my iPhone is 126. These kids are going to want to want a phone in their hand that will be double that. Mm-hmm. And she can actually help them understand the dynamics of wow. this, 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 this one phone has more computing capability than Apollo 13. So when you think about all the dynamics that go into technology and the way things are engineered, it's to me seeing someone like Francesca that gets a young girl thinking, I could possibly do that too. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So how do you go about bridging that gap with the experience that you have? And I mean, um, I guess showing them that if maybe they're interested in IT, but they don't know what that looks like. They don't know what a career in IT might look like or might be. And just like Cindy said, you know, you can, uh, the difference in from a floppy disk to your phone now, what it can hold, just kind of how would you educate or how do you bridge that gap? I, I, I think we don't give young adults teens, kids, enough credit. They know a lot about technology compared to, you know, what we knew, what I even know today. They're constantly telling me about different apps, different, different tools I could be working with. Um, Hey, have you looked at this? They know what cloud is. You know, my parents don't know what the cloud is, but you know, these kids know what the cloud is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I work with different groups that manage cloud, cloud environments as well. We have our own internal cloud. So, when you can speak in terms that are interesting, exciting, when you can, to your point, Sandy, pick up an iPhone and say, hey, this is where you store your photos. But if you, but, but if you save that to the cloud or, or keep those copies, it actually goes out, you know, to a data center and this is what that looks like or, you know, show them a tour if we get that opportunity. Just really build on, you know, what it means to be in tech. I mean, again, the perception is you sit at the desk. This is the only thing you do and, and you type on the computer. Mm-hmm. There's a big misconception out there that that working in tech is only development. Mm-hmm. You only code. Like, you know, there's a lot more that's in tech, but most people think you only create apps. You only code. You only do one specific thing. I'm not a coder. <laughs> Found out very early. It's not for me. I'm an extrovert by nature. I can't sit behind a computer and only do this ver- this one thing. Yeah. And stress myself out about it. I, I just couldn't do it. So it's kind of showing them just like I found myself in tech. It's not one thing that you can do or, you know, what these other opportunities are or, hey, let's sit with this group and, and you can listen in, um, whatever makes sense. But, yeah, Sandy works with different groups and different orgs. I hear a lot about it. I follow her. I told her I kind of, you know, was a Sandy groupie for a while <laughs> because I would see her on Twitter and, and on LinkedIn. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's so cool. Look what she's doing. <laughs> You know, just like how do I step from behind my tech experience, my job? I'm a techie by heart, you know, and really do some of the work or help her out with what she's doing. So, yeah, I mean, this is exciting for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, having, I mean, to your point, to not giving, you know, millennials or young people enough credit Mm -hmm. with knowing, really knowing technology and understanding it, but then still having that perception of, oh, this is what an IT job is. This is just sitting behind a computer and coding. Why is, why do you think that is still a widely held perception being, you know, 2018 and, you know, seeing what uh, technology is capable of? Movies. TV. My sister actually thinks we're Big Bang Theory. She (laughs) thinks that's what we do, which is, it just blows my mind. She she literally thinks that's what we do. 
And she's in she's in corporate. She actually works for Georgia Pacific. And the only IT person she interacts with is the person that comes to her desk to help her with her laptop. Oh, wow. So you have to remember that, right? Yeah. If, you, if you need IT assistance, you're not really working with groups like myself way back, way in the back of managing the environment or the cloud team. They're so far back with what, you know, away from what you as an individual or, or, or a person that calls in for, you know, help with their phone is going to interact with. So it's just kind of expanding on what they already know. Yeah. Um, showing them sitting in rooms, you know, being being on tech calls, you know, seeing what it's really like. Yeah. Um, just you, you have to really get them in there and engage. They can see it for themselves. So it's providing that actual experience yeah. to know what it really is like. It's not what is on the Big Bang Theory necessarily. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. My sister kills me when she says that. You guys should create a wit TV show. <laughs> right? I, I think that, Pat would love that. Yeah, I bet she would. <laughs> Just that. another level of education. There Absolutely. you go. You could cast like Wit Campus. Go, yeah, there, there you go. go. You know. You go. <laughs> the one thing I just wanted to um, make note of when I was using the example about the computing and um, people seeing Francesca in places, you know, a lot of work that we're starting to do, particularly in the underserved communities, really is around, you know, giving access to young mm-hmm. women. So girls and um, college students who... You know, it's it's hard for us to believe that we have um, even college students that go to school without a laptop. Like, I, like I just that. find yeah. that like absolutely amazing. Me too. And we had a um, coding activity back in February, and we had twenty girls that didn't come because they didn't have a laptop to bring. And so, as much as we're in the world of technology, I mean, our house at night, everyone's charging a, a device yeah. of every yeah. sort, and no one has to share. And I think that we're uh, just needing to remember that there's um, a population of young people who are, you know, coming, you know, trying to find ways to use their education to break through. So when they do see, you know, a Katie or Francesca, they're thinking, I could do radio, I could do, uh, you know, uh, cloud storage and things like that. So I think it's really more of us uh, just being cognizant of the fact that as much as we have access to these uh, resources, we do have still a population of young, young women that we're needing to do something to help bridge them into uh, the 21st century and beyond. Wow. I didn't, I mean, and I didn't even realize that, you know, not being able to attend something because you don't have a laptop or believing that you can't. It was big when she shared that. Yeah. So then, I mean, bridging that gap um, with going in there and trying to serve the the underserved communities, bringing them in, um, what are, I guess, is is WIT rolling out something? Is there already something, I imagine there's stuff already in place doing that? There is. So last year we received a grant from NCR, $100,000, and that's really what we utilize to provide transportation because, you know, like we have events everywhere. And like, I I feel (laughs) so proud of every event that we have. But when you think about a girl who can't get to the middle of Buckhead you know, to come to GE Digital, um, you're leaving out a population that's just not going to make it. And so this year, you know, we've been more intentional around providing transportation. So for the first time we're going to have, for Job Shadow, we're going to have girls who are actually coming from some of our underserved communities and we're providing transportation to get them there for that week. Because it's the simple thing of not being able to get there that basically keeps them, they're not going to participate. They're going to do something else for the summer. And maybe not as exciting, but I think it's more of um, exposure to the opportunities so that they can see what the possibilities could be. Yeah. And so a lot of times I was on a panel recently and I at least I was sharing with um, the group because about 80 women. And I said, you know, one thing I think we've got to stop doing is we're all in a great space now, but we didn't. Some of us didn't start there. I said, so I grew up in, you know, a neighborhood where it was the hood, to be honest. And I think that but that 
really motivated me to really hone in on my education. And when teachers saw that I was good in math, they really pushed me to Mm -hmm. continue down that path. And my career took me around the globe and back. And so a lot of times it's just that hope and the idea that if I can possibly get there, you know, I think those are all the things that Francesca and the GE team will be able to help us do. Yeah, I love that. The hope and the idea. And like you're saying, you had those teachers and those mentors to push you and they, you know, they push you forward. You had this light in you and you had this spark of something. And so they just helped forge that. Mm -hmm. Um, So Francesca, for you, I mean, uh, you know, with your mother as like a kind of a beacon (laughs) for that, um, was there maybe someone in your life who offered um, a piece of advice that really stood out to you and helped shape you in your career and just as a person who you are today? Um. I would say my mom, yeah. even today, um, not so much in this role, but previous roles, I worked many, many hours and many, many nights um, in tech as I continue to grow my career. And there were days I said, maybe this is not for me, whether it was, you know, how I was challenged at work, um, the, the hours I was working, which didn't seem, you know, traditional, you know, my friends that weren't in tech weren't working these hours. They were you know, traveling or, or home sleep. And it just seemed, you know, uncomfortable at times. Um, but literally she's the person I would literally pick up the phone and say, I don't think I can do this anymore. I think I need a career change, which happens a lot. That's another statistic I I, I'm hearing more about is that women are leaving tech versus, um, after some period of time versus staying, you know, staying throughout their career. Um, I don't know, Sandy, if you have data on that, but I'm, I'm not clear. I mean, I have thoughts in my mind about why that happens, but um, I'm unclear on why those numbers are going that direction, but they are. So women are leaving mid-career versus staying and and finishing out their career in tech. So that's another issue, but it's happening as well. Um, But I guess I have to think about my days when I literally, if if she had given me the out, I mean, my mother is my mentor, my best friend. If she had given me the out, I probably would not still be in tech. Wow. but it was, it, it's tough. And, and, and I guess, you know, something I would pass on is it doesn't matter if it's engineering, you know, if it's science, you're coming up with breakthrough tech, you know, breakthrough cures um, or inventing something new. It, it's tiresome. It's tough. Um, but the reward is just, just overwhelming. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be in a different career field at all. There's no way. I enjoy it. Um, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm an extrovert by nature. I'm not shy. I I don't feel uncomfortable walking into a room being the only woman. It happens a lot. Um, I've gotten used to that over the years. That's, that's minimal to me. Um, I like taking opportunities to encourage other women, Mm -hmm. um, where I, where I can find them and mentor them and let them know what's important and, and kind of how to balance things. Um, but yeah, I I would say finding someone who's going to champion you. Um, mentors are really, really important. Um, as a female, don't think that they only have to be females. You can find male mentors, um, find male, um, male and female, um, 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 champions for you in your career. When you get to get to a company, one of the first, first things I do is, is not necessarily go to a leader and say, Hey, can you mentor me? Um, I make sure I'm putting out the work to where that person finds me. Um, they're excited about the work I'm doing. We we build a relationship, continue building on it. Um, and then I eventually work with that person to to see if they can, you know, help champion my career. As as a 
whether no matter what leader you are, what role you're in, you're not always in the room where decisions are being made. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's very important to make sure you're represented in those rooms. Yeah. Um, other, I mean, careers don't grow without it. That's a misconception. Yeah. It's just, it's a huge misconception. Yeah. That if you just put your head down and do really good work, somehow you're going to continue to be promoted. It doesn't happen that way. Mm. You have to have champions. Don't think that they have to just be females. They can be males as well. Um, and, and show them that there's value in being a champion for you yeah, and mentoring you and, and, and making sure your, your career grows. So in that, I mean, do you have to, to encourage maybe a young girl or even a woman who's thinking about transitioning out of a career in STEAM, um, just in IT, uh, maybe a story of that, something that, uh, impacted you or a success story of a person that you mentored, a young girl that you helped, um, a student that you helped that maybe will encourage that person to stay in the field of IT or even enter the field of IT? Definitely. I take every opportunity that comes my way and, Mm -hmm. and this may be funny, but it could be McDonald's drive through if, if I see a young girl, I, I'm asking, hey, you know, is this your summer job? Yeah. You know, what, what career field are you thinking about? And, you know, it, it, it hurts me to some degree when I hear some say I haven't even given it a thought. I, I don't wow. I don't have any ideas about what I'm going to do once I'm out of high school. Um, and, and, I, and I encourage them, hey, let's talk. You know, you got some time. Let's do lunch. Have you thought about tech? Or I'll wear a fun T-shirt. Hey, check out my T-shirt. I mean, <laughs> I... It, for me, those opportunities exist everywhere. Yeah. Um, and not just females, it, it, it's males as well. So there was a kid, he came to my house with his dad. Um, I, I can't remember what I was having done. I think it was maybe maybe painting or something. And I said, hey, you know, you know, what do you know about tech? You know, <laughs> I, I take the opportunity wherever it exists. Yeah. And I told him actually, um, whenever we get things spun up, I said, hey, when we do kind of a kids on campus that, you know, at, day at, at the office, I want you to come. I want you to come and kind of see what it's like to be in tech, Yeah, you know, work in the industry. And his dad was like, oh my God, that would be awesome. So I, it, for me, the opportunities, you know, present themselves everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, again, natural extrovert. I'm never yeah. fearful <laughs> of saying something. All a parent can say is, please don't talk to my child. <laughs> You know, which is fine. So, but I take the opportunities where they come. And I love that because you also, you, you might have no idea the impact that you're leaving. You ask a young person who's working the McDonald's drive-thru, Hey, what do you want to do with your life? Or can I help you? Can I sit down for coffee with you? There's no, no knowing. I mean, just being that in your face about it, but it's what you need sometimes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. definitely. (laughs) And in-house, um, I'll give you an example where maybe it didn't go, um, as I'd hoped. Right. So there was a young lady on my team. Um, I had really decided for myself I was going to be a champion for her. I said, I really want to champion her career. Um, I want to make sure she, she's successful. She had an opportunity to go to a different team. Um, I tried to mentor her and talk her through it. She went to that team, wasn't successful. And I think she's learned something from that, that it's mm-hmm. really important, um, not necessarily to stay on your champion's team, but, but to make sure you're connected and you understand kind of how the, how the business works. Um, so I think she learned a lesson from that. I learned from that, that I could have, you know, pushed more or challenged her more. Yeah. Um, but that, that's really stuck with me. So that was, I see it as a failure on my part. Wow. But it's also too, um, I guess from, from her perspective, it's, I I imagine trying to pour into people and invest in so many people, it's hard (laughs) because everybody can't be like the most successful or the successful in the way that you want them to be. So I just how and, and do you, that's something you have to accept. Right, right. You have to be okay with that. So how did you um, push past that? I know you said it still kind of affects you, but how do you 
push past that, knowing how much you want to invest in people and help them. And sometimes if they're not willing to help themselves or maybe it just doesn't work out that way, how do you cope with that? It, it was a learning lesson for me. I, 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 I had to own the fact maybe I made this about myself. I mm-hmm. wanted her to be successful or successful in a certain way. Okay. Um, so I made, you know, so that would make me feel good about what I was doing. So I had to really mm-hmm. step back and, and kind of evaluate my approach evaluate, you know, if, if I'm reaching out to someone, what the expectations are and make sure they're not too high. So it it was really an opportunity for me to learn as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. So it's growth for you too. You know, you see you're trying to help people, but it also them kind of pouring back into you in ways that maybe you never anticipated. Definitely. And then being able to partner with organizations like WIT too, and having kind of that grander scope of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Francesca, if someone wanted to learn more about you or learn more about GE Digital, where would they do that? Um, They can um, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, Francesca Robinson on LinkedIn. Um, You can, actually, I think it's linkedin.com forward slash Francesca Robinson. Um, You can find me there. Again, GE Digital, more than willing to talk about the company, the organization. Very excited about what we're doing and the hiring we're doing. We're doing a a lot of hiring in Atlanta. Okay. Um, leadership roles as well as individual contributors. And I'm an open book there. Well, great. Thank you so much, Francesca. And we're looking sure. forward to Wit Connect and seeing GE Digital there as the uh, presenting sponsor. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, Sandy, uh, just to wrap us up, when is the next Wit event? So pretty much we're working towards Wit Connect yeah. on June, on June <laughs> 21st. <laughs> and even though I would love to give the uh, tagline <laughs> for people to get some sponsorship, we have nothing left. <laughs> um, but I will say uh, July 18th will be the next WIT Forum. And it's okay. all on the A in STEAM and how arts has really been integrated with technology. And so if you think about gaming and the digital and graphic side of it, it's so much more than just the you know coding. And so uh, that will be an interesting one. So we'll have some representatives from Moxie, wow. uh, Moda. Yeah. Um, so it'll be an interesting conversation because it's really marrying the tech side with That's creativity. Wow, that, that is really cool. The yeah, A&C. I'm going to learn something there because I'm total <laughs> math, numbers, <laughs> that side of my brain. So I'm always in awe of people who like just read stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. You're getting all sides of it. Now you have the chance to learn more. Well, that's great. So is there anything else coming up with WIT that we should know about? Um, Well, I'm going to see you at WIT Connect on the 21st. So I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I'm looking forward to it too. (laughs) Well, thank you so much uh, to Sandy and WIT as always. And thank you, Francesca and GE Digital. We will see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. 